0: The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics love and sex handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. It's Tuesday, which means uh, I reserve this night of the week to answer all of your questions about love, sex, relationships. You want to talk something out? Text me, 514-800. Uh, people have emailed me throughout the week as well, laurie at com. Last night we had such a fascinating discussion uh, with uh, Dr. Murray about male sexuality and her the latest research on that and following that. Lots and lots of questions came in, um, mostly from men that I want to answer tonight. We didn't manage to get through them yesterday, so I'm going to focus on that a little bit now, but of course you can get your questions in anytime. And if you have commentaries, if you want to make comments on anything that you've heard tonight, you want to add your two cents, you want to add your experience, you want to add to what I'm saying, or maybe I missed something uh, and you can p- certainly point that out for me. Uh, Does a blowjob count as sex? Because I want that all the time, this person writes. Uh, Well, to me, anything that you do below the belt counts as sex. Often people think of sex, they think intercourse, but that's not all that sex is. Sex is any kind of sexual activity is what I call. Um, so wanting something all the time that feels good is, uh, not a problem. It's a problem if you're constantly seeking it out and you're compulsive about it and it interferes with your life, then we could call that uh, a sexual compulsive, uh, disorder, but Hey, most people will, uh, want things that they, uh, they love. It just may not be good for them to have it all the time. Um, and on the other end of the spectrum, I have a girlfriend that doesn't really get interested in sex. I keep trying and there's always excuses. I just don't know what to do. So when I hear this kind of situation, um, I would want to assess this. So, um, deciding to, to maybe tell your girlfriend, look, this is an important, part I believe this is an important part of a relationship I would like us to figure it out I would like us to have a, a relationship that has uh, some sex in it it doesn't nest. it may not be to the frequency that you want but that gets uh, negotiated and compromised on uh, but I'd want to know like what- What does that mean? She doesn't get interested in it. You say you keep trying. When I hear from uh, women, especially, uh, that their partners keep trying, what they're really, they tell me is that their partners keep pressuring or they interpret that as uh, pressure. And then it it becomes this terrible loop because they feel pressure and then they reject you. You feel rejected. Nobody feels good in a situation like this. So best to Find out the underlying um, cause of all of this. Sometimes it's a it, it has to do with the relationship itself. So, oftentimes oh. when I um, when I assess this and I look into relationships. Um, there's stuff going on. There's, there's anger, resentment, uh, some things that aren't, uh, being discussed, talked about. So I would look at that first and then look at the individual as well to see well, what changes have been there, whether they are responsive to sex, because sometimes that spontaneous desire for sex isn't there, but they can still respond to sex. In other words, I, I find out whether, uh, when they do engage in sex, those people that say that they have, let's say, low desire for it, when you do engage in sex, what happens? And usually I hear uh, that they respond. They, they want one stimulated, they get into it, it feels good, they enjoy it, etc. So it's n- about knowing how the sex drive works as well. So for a lot of women, sex drive um, comes after, or the, the, the drive to have sex it's not like when you think about sex drive, you think of that spontaneous desire for sex or that feeling of being horny, let's say, um, comes after stimulation. But in order to get there, you actually have to make the choice to have sex. But what is impeding that choice is what I would want to, uh, to look at. I like this. This text writes, if any man or woman is not in the mood, just open up Dr. Lori's book. Thank you for that plug. Uh, Well, in my book, there is uh, certainly a whole chapter on uh, desire in, uh, in women and understanding sexual desire especially. And the book is called The Sex Bible for People Over 50. I am a 59 year old male. Uh for the longest time, I've always ejaculated the normal amount. For the last 2 months, I've been ejaculating more than half a cup. Is something wrong? So I'm not sure that this would indicate any problem, but usually the amount of uh ejaculate has to do with how hydrated a person is and also how frequently uh they uh, they ejaculate so if is it possible that you hadn't ejaculated for a little while and so you've noticed that this is happening, uh, are you more hydrated than usual? Like are you drinking more liquids than usual? So generally speaking, I wouldn't say that this indicates uh, indicates a problem, but when you notice something different, happening to your body and it's consistent over time. It's the kind of thing you would just check with, uh, with your doctor. I've been dating a man for two and a half years. The regular sex is okay, but he prefers anal sex. At first it was a no go for me. I have done it with him, but I really do not enjoy it. For me, it's a turn off. I just don't get it. Or understand what he sees in this, or what pleasure it is. Can you enlighten me, or am I missing something? You're not missing anything. For some people, so he is penetrating you. So for him, it feels good. It's uh, it's penetration. It's maybe a tighter, uh, snugger fit. It could be that he gets turned on from the tabooness of the act, possibly something like that. Um, you're not missing. Look the thing is it's not pleasurable for everybody some people experience a lot of pleasure and love it some women will te- will say that it's it's something that does feel very pleasurable and others will say absolutely not it's painful and very uncomfortable for for many it's quite uncomfortable so anything that's going to cause you pain is going to be Um, a turn off and you really shouldn't be doing something that is causing you pain simply for the sake of your partner is it possible that you're not doing it right in other words are you prepared enough are you using enough lubrication all of that stuff if all of that is yes and you're still uh, not enjoying it, then you're entitled and your partner should respect your boundaries to be able to say, no, this is not for me. It's not something I want to do. If your partner is, um, says this for him, this is a, a, a must. Well, that's where you, we talk about sexual incompatibility. So you may want to think about that. Uh, hello, doctor. I have I've been having some very realistic toe curling sex dreams daily for about a month now, but the person in these dreams was never on my radar sexually. I do like her as a friend and I have no idea what triggered these dreams. Well, maybe at some unconscious level there's uh, some part of you that is thinking about her in another way. Maybe this person that you like as a friend has a lot of qualities that you would like in a partner maybe it's worth exploring I I mean I'm not a a dream analyst or anything I couldn't tell you what it means just oftentimes when we dream think about how you felt waking up from the dream did was it good did you feel good did you feel confused Uh, uh, what have you so that gives you an idea of um, I mean, that's how we look at dreams is how it makes you feel when you get up, but do they actually mean anything? No, it could simply be that you're just horny in your sleep. And that was the figure that came to mind, maybe because you're spending a lot of time with this person. So I wouldn't read too much into it, but possibly worth exploring or discussing or talking or look, thinking about it for yourself. Maybe she is somebody That, um, is a potential partner, lover, romantic interest, more of your questions, many more of, uh, your questions coming up. relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now 514 Passion News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Your questions answered tonight on the program 514-800 to text in your thoughts and your comments as well. And lots of comments about yesterday's show when we talked about some of the myths surrounding male sexuality. Uh, Texter writes, it seems like if a couple doesn't have the same sex drive and it's the woman who has a higher than normal sex drive, I'm not sure why it would be higher than normal, just higher sex drive. Even if the problem happens once because the guy is exhausted and needs sleep, people jump to the assumption that he is not sexually interested in the woman as if she's not attractive or the sex isn't good and it's the woman's fault. Yet he told me he normally needs to watch porn to get off with other partners, but not with me. I think he could sense my insecurity regarding the situation as women usually blame themselves if a man doesn't want sex one time. Like when men who can't make the woman come think it is their fault, it isn't. (coughs) You're very right about that. And these are some of the assumptions we make is that we always think that we must, we must be doing something wrong. It must be me. Uh, And same with... Um, men feeling responsible for their partner's orgasm when that's in the complete control of, uh, of the woman. Well, it, for the most part, because it's very much connected to, uh, the brain. So you're right. People, um, take, make the assumption that, uh, it, it must, it must be me, but it mo- more often than not, it isn't about the person and simply because of fatigue, stress or whatever, Uh, It feels like if the woman doesn't want it at the time, it is the end of the world for the guy and he gets pity. Yet when the guy doesn't want it at the time, society thinks that the woman is the problem. It really isn't good for the self-esteem. Hetero relationships are complicated and it doesn't seem worth it anymore. Well, don't give up. I mean, all relationships can be, uh, complicated. We're individuals, we're humans. We all come to, uh, relationships with, uh, our own set of uh, baggage and triggers and blah, blah. I mean, we, no two people are identical. So if that makes relationships a little bit complex, I get it, but Having knowledge and compassion and understanding and acceptance and being able to discuss sexuality openly, all of that reduces the complications in a, in a relationship. And uh, homosexual relationships are no simpler either, by the way. They, I, I see uh, homosexual couples in my practice all the time with very similar issues to hetero couples. So they're no less less or more uh, complicated. According to the doctor that was on last night, men feel pressured by society to have sex early, even if not interested and their partner doesn't want it yet. Actually, that's not, it wasn't all men. Some men is what this was showing. If that is the case, why do men sulk and give the silent treatment when I withhold? And why do some continue when you cry or attempt anal sex when you say no? that sounds like assault to me. Uh, this doesn't add up. If you are with a guy and he gets an erection, that is not society pressure, but biology. Women are always expected to be the one in control sexually. The last guy I dated told me he wants to get married and have sex after marriage. Whenever he got aroused and close, I was expected to push him away, which I did. And later he thanked me for respecting his values. Well, but it's, he has to respect, um, his own values, Right. Is the pressure that men face to be masculine called the Adonis complex and does it tie into the rape culture? Do some men rape to exert their masculinity? When I was younger, a guy wanted to smoke weed and I followed him into his house and he kept trying to have anal sex when I kept saying no. My friends insist it's rape, but I did sit on his bed. He didn't exactly force me in his house. I hope men that try to keep going when you say no... Don't try to use the excuse that they are being pressured by society to be masculine because there's always a choice. I think, um, rape is about control more than anything. I'm not sure if it's a, a way to exert one's, uh, masculinity, but what happened to you? Um, this is a good example of how just because you consent to going to somebody's house does not mean that you consent to having sex or just because you consent to making out doesn't mean you consent to intercourse or anal sex or any of that. And men do have to learn to take no for an answer and pressuring partners and could be the other way around too, but pressuring a partner until they relent is not consent. That's submission. You get them to submit to your desire and that is not consent consent has to be given enthusiastically, um, not you know like going backwards like like uh, okay fine. that is not enthusiastic consent. that is submitting to something. Uh, on the subject of anal sex, anal sex is painful with anything thicker than a finger when you have hemorrhoids. Yep. Even so, even some positions like doggy style are a bit painful when you have scar tissue on the tailbone. I dislike to explain it to a partner. Well, um, I get it, but it's about your comfort and you need to be able to take, uh, responsibility for your own sexuality and... Unless you have to be able to say, I'm sorry, I can't do this and, and whatever, either give your reasons, don't give your reasons, but something that you can say, these are my limits. This is not something, um, I like uh, question. Women in porn sites swallowing is a turn turns me on, but when it's happening in my personal life, I find that disgusting degrading. What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. Um, it's not about something wrong so things can turn us on that we're watching that are in, in sheer fantasy that we wouldn't necessarily want to do in real life um and that's common for a lot of people who can watch all kinds of uh, pornographic material but would never dream of doing that in in their own life they recognize that this is uh is fantasy and sometimes what's arousing to us is watching things that are Uh, that we would consider taboo in our personal life this is why there's so much out there that we would never dream of of putting into practice but it's out there uh, and it it, it's that tabooness of it that seems to create that um, that charge or that arousal so I wouldn't worry that there's anything uh, anything wrong with you 514-800, 514-800, if you have a question, a comment, I'd love to hear from you. You can also call in at 514-790-0800. I'm uh, standing by to take your calls as well. Uh, this uh, this person emailed me, regarding pubic hair, I believe it is generational. Personally, I am in favor of hair, even for giving oral sex, but I hear guys saying they prefer hairless for oral sex so that we do, we talked about this. I guess this was what you're responding to one of the questions I must have answered yesterday or maybe on Friday, um, talking about, uh, pubic hair and, oh yes, we did a story on it on Friday about the, the, um, w- what is the use of pubic hair? Right. And, uh, the, the statistic was something like 80% of people between 18 and 65 uh, get rid of their pubic hair, at least uh, either all or in part. Now, so there was a time when, generations ago, uh, people had ne- they didn't even bikini wax. Like you know, the the stuff that was hanging below, like past the underwear line, wasn't even cleaned up. Like we're not taught. There's no scaping done, no manscaping, no girlscaping, none of that. Uh, but times have changed. Uh, and this seems to be the trend now, will it go back to another, go back to the way it was at some point? Possibly, um, time will tell, I guess, but we all have our preferences and I think, um, what that, that's what you're saying is you prefer to have a little bit and maybe it's because you have grown uh, accustomed to it because of you, you're not from this generation and so your past partners have always had pubic hair, so that's fine. But I've heard from younger men who have never had a partner with pubic hair, so who have never seen pubic hair on women, like nothing, none, zip, not a one, uh, and who will say – Uh, that it's a complete turnoff for them if there is even a a little bit of pubic hair. So, uh, again, this is a generation that is growing up, unfortunately, on um, far more access to pornography. And uh, pornography has tended to be the, uh, the like, they determine genital beauty, basically. So it's one of those cultural things where... Uh, fashion is dictated by what we are exposed to. Um, and I believe that's where it started, frankly, rather than the, the other way around. So that exposure to it will certainly, uh, create that. Uh, Coming up, I want to talk about, uh, this uh, person emailed me about uh, first loves on Friday. We talked a lot about uh, a study or uh, somebody had written about, would you stay with, uh, could you stay with your one and only love or could you be happy if you only had one Uh, one sexual partner, one love partner for the rest of your life, would you feel like you were missing out on anything? And this person is responding to that. So I'm going to share that with you. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Straight talk that's all-inclusive. Passion with Dr. Laurie. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Answering your questions tonight on the program, 514-800 or call in at 514 800 Don't forget, you can also email me anytime, laurie at com. So this person uh, wrote in to me. She had listened to the show uh where I discussed first loves I believe it was Friday show and by the way wait if you miss any shows they are all up on um my website so if you go to com and you go to passion radio you'll find all the shows listed by date and title as well so you'll be able to uh, to catch up if you want to just listen to it as a podcast uh so this text writes um a female just listen to your show on first loves I went to read the article you reference and just laughed out loud. I am in the 43rd year of my first and only love. I agree with nothing she mentioned in her little article. I was particularly put off by the arrogance it must take to sound so definitive about the way other people should live. Seriously, this age of unlimited expert opinion is like SNL for hubby and me. Skit after skit after skit. Surely folks must be looking for laughs because of this is too ridiculous to take seriously. I'm 60 years old, passionate, slightly kinky and a woman who has grown more every year at the side of this magnificent man. My first only and last love. I've missed Nothing. I know we're a species drawn to data or p- popularity as proof of things, but I'm a solo thinker who knew what I wanted by the time I was 17. There are plenty others like me. I have never been swayed by research that usually deals with the study pool so minuscule in relation to the actual numbers of sexually active adults in relationships on this planet. They do make great party discussion topics, however. I only hope that chick isn't treating people. Jeez. Um, so this is, it was an article, somebody wrote about this. There wasn't much real research attached to it, but really talking about, uh, mostly probably anecdotal stuff of, of people that sh- the, the writer asked around and what have you. And some people were saying that, yes, they felt that, um, um maybe they're curious, but it's not enough to sway them away from their first love and, uh, I mean, I agree with you. We can't make big general statements nor take what looks like research reported to be uh, generalized to everybody. You, we have to have a critical eye on that. So I'm glad that you did. And, and you're a very good example of how you could be very happy and have a wonderful relationship with only one person in your, uh, in your lifetime. It happens. Is it common? I'm not so sure it's common these days, but it does happen. Uh, Dr. Lori, one love is too limiting. The women that I have loved in my life have each taught me how to love better and to be more emotionally mature. That's from John. Uh, which again, some people will say that too, that e- each time you love, you grow. Um, so And that there's other things you're missing out on. Well, some, you miss out on a lot of the pain too of, of breakups and loss of love along the way. Um, let's see, Dr. Lori, I recently met a French Canadian woman over the holidays. She is 54 years old. I'm in my thirties. We had a mutual attraction and I know it would only be about sex because she is married. We rented a hotel room and she didn't tell me that she was bringing a girlfriend to join. I took two of the little blue boys and I bang, banged, and banged away. You're 30. Why would you need blue pills? uh, like an energizer bunny on steroids for two and a half hours. Now I'm having real pain there as if I sprained something. It's almost three weeks now. What should I do? She's been calling every day for another round. Uh, well, so you're it sounds like you might have injured yourself, uh, two and a half hours of rigorous, uh, sex with uh, multiple women. I know for some seems like a real great fantasy and for others may, uh, have some repercussions. I suppose you could have pulled a groin muscle. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, possibly, um, you might want to check that out with, uh, with your doctor, but she wants another round. You tell her you're not ready for another round that it was too much. I'm not sure if this is an effect of, Having uh, an erection that lasted for two and a half hours, if that can cause leftover pain, but I, I highly doubt it three weeks later that that would be the problem. To me, it might be just the um, the rigorousness of the sexual activity. Are you having trouble with your erections now? Is there a problem with that? Does it hurt when you have an erection? Just checking to see if there is some kind of... Um, You know, you could break a penis, but you would have known if that was the, uh, if that was the case, you would have heard a pop. It would have been excruciatingly painful and you would have probably been at the hospital. So Uh, on pubic hair, I think some like pubic hair because it's not that popular now. I remember the first time I shaved with a non-electric shaver because I was getting oral sex, totally worth it. I can attest to a man being turned off by hair. Hmm. I hadn't shaved in a while and his eggplant went soft and he asked if I was a man because I have dark hair also uh, on my thighs and belly button. Jeez. That's not very sensitive of that guy. Everyone is different, but I now feel like it is easier and more hygienic to shave some when someone is performing oral sex. I can't imagine anyone wanting to lick hair unless he has an unruly beard but again you know the hair covers the mons pubis it doesn't cover the vaginal opening it doesn't generally cover the uh, uh, labia minora it doesn't uh, you usually expose the clitoris to some degree so um and if you keep it short that gets rid of that aspect of it anyway the the hair in the mouth thing but Again, everybody has to do what's comfortable uh, for them. There's really no right or wrong. And when I talked about that article, the reason I brought it up was because it was just bringing up the potential, um, uh, like the potential consequences, like physical consequences of, of shaving, like infections and ingrown hairs and, and things like that, that frankly could be quite uh, quite painful. And was talking about the what is the biological use of uh, of pubic hair? Like, why is it there? And uh, apparently it's there to protect against uh, certain bacterias, etc. Also, you have to understand that when your skin is completely exposed, there is a greater chance of contracting uh, either herpes or HPV, which is a skin-to-skin um, transmission, transmittable, um, uh, infection. So, and, and if you have any kind of sores, like if you're freshly shaved or freshly waxed and your, and pores are open, then it puts you at, at even greater risk. So there is, there are some risks to it. Is it, um, worth, you know, panicking over? I'd say no. Um, but you should still be aware of the risks, uh, with whatever, whatever option, uh, you choose coming up, uh, uh, emailer has a question about his wife's libido that has gone missing since they have a kid, quite a common situation. So I think uh, many people can relate to that. <laughs> Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Your questions answered tonight on this Trouble Tuesday. Uh, Every Tuesday, I spend the hour just answering questions. So here's one. When we first met, my wife and I, we were explosive, more her than me, honestly. She would want to get going up to three times a day, even more if I let her, which is surprising because I was wondering when she was going to be too sore to go on with sex because I was getting uh, uh, tapped out. Woo. Anyway, as you can imagine, little man was born a year ago, I guess baby, and ever since then... Nothing. It wasn't even a downward spiral. It was a nosedive at 200 miles per hour straight to the ground. My wife is 26 years old, 26. She's at her peak. She went to the doctor and they took her off the depot shot, which is the birth control, but put her on the pill and some antidepressants. I've asked her what's wrong. And she says, mentally, I want it. Like I could totally jump you right now, but it's my vagina. It says the opposite. But then she says things like, well, maybe it's the bills and the stress. And once you finish school and start making money, yada, yada, she has at least five more excuses. Now I've even asked her if it was me. I asked her whether, where her emotions are at during sex. She said that I hit her G spot a few times. It feels good, but then I miss it. But all around, she enjoys the sex. I said, okay, well, why don't we just take you off all the medication? And she doesn't like the idea, but she's prepared to do so if need be. In her last attempt to stay on it, she said, well, you know, if I'll still uh, give it to you when I can. But every time we have sex now, there's nothing there. No fire, no spark. It's like I'm having sex with a lifeless body. That can oh and ah every once in a while. And one last thing. She said that she could see the hottest guy in the world right in front of her or on TV and feel nothing. Um, All right, uh, whatever. Fair enough. So what's the problem? I just don't get it. How does a person go from what seemed to be a sex addict to this? Whatever it is, I don't know. Please help. So for me, when I look at this, I, I don't think the situation is that hard to comprehend Oftentimes after a woman has a baby, especially if she is breastfeeding, her desire may in fact tank. There may be nothing there, no desire. Um, Especially because when you're breastfeeding, there's uh, hormones produced that kind of kill that desire. She may also be completely exhausted. And fatigue, we know, is the number one desire killer. But this is usually temporary. The other issue here is uh, the pill and the, the antidepressants, both of which can reduce libido significantly, especially the antidepressant that she's on. So it would numb her out to some degree. Um, and it might also uh, reduce uh, her ability to climax as well. So if she is on antidepressants for postpartum depression, I don't think that going off them to gain back the sex drive is a good idea that it's best to cure the depression first. Uh, And that could take like six months, three to six months. Um, So you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to give her a lot of loving care and attention. Don't make her feel like all you want is the sex from her. Um, Also, just because she doesn't get as horny doesn't mean she isn't enjoying the sex. The, The good news is that mentally she wants it. So her interest is still there but her body may not be uh, responding. Although you do say that she enjoys it at least to, uh, to some degree. Uh, and her desire may get triggered by her being uh, stimulated. But you need to keep your expectations um, r- uh, realistic. It's, it may never go back to what it was pre-baby, pre-bills, pre-home, pre-all of that stuff. Things do Change. You need to understand that um, libido rarely stays stable over the course of a lifetime uh, of a woman. That I can tell you more stable in men, not so in women. So there are a lot of ebbs and flows. And if you keep putting pressure on her, it can actually make it worse. So if you want more passion, you need compassion first. And that's really important. And if it goes on for a long time, then I would suggest maybe that the both of you seek out some kind of uh, uh, therapy to discuss this openly together and see um, what's going on. Uh text writes, I have a strong love for women's feet, particularly in ankle socks or stockings. I find myself single and, uh, and bad at online dating. What would you suggest on how I can breach this desire when on dates or with a new lover? This kink of mine tends to make me shy, and that lack of fulfillment fulfillment often negatively affects my sexual results. So this is the most common fetish, by the way, a, a foot fetish. doesn't uh, necessarily mean it's a problem if it's the only way for you to get aroused that could be a problem do you have to tell somebody right off the bat that you like feet no if it's simply a preference it's like telling somebody that you're a boob man or an ass man or whatever it is um there's two issues here the one that's you're bad at online dating, well, get get some help. Ask some friends who are good at online dating. Get a coach, a dating coach who could help you with that. That's number one. Number two, with letting a new lover know, it's not something that you say right after off the bat. Hey, I have a, a foot fetish, or this is this is my kink. But this uh, opens the door to sexual communication which leads to more fulfilling sex lives. So letting your partner know what your preferences are, say, hey, I find it really sexy um, when uh, women wear stockings or I just love your feet or whatever it is, is fine. But sitting across from somebody on a date and letting them know this might creep them out a little bit. Not that it's a creepy thing, but that it, just that you're saying this um, might, might have that kind of effect. Um, I'm 57. My husband passed away a year ago, but I've started to have sex with a coworker, a friend with benefits. He has a huge penis and thrusts a lot. So at the end of the night, I have some blood when I urinate. Is it possible there's permanent damage? Should I be concerned? No, it's, um, it could very well be that, um, at 57, uh, you're probably menopausal, which means that your vagina might be drier. Uh, and, uh, thinner, the lining is thinner. So it may, because of it's, it's rigorous, there, uh, may be small tears, uh, that, that is happening. That, uh, is possible that that's, that's what's going on. If it's coming out of your bladder, uh, like, coming out of your urethra? Are we talking bladder infection? This is something that if it, it, certainly if it accompanies pain, then it's something that you might want to, um, to look at and ask your doctor about. But generally that sounds like it's something that's tied into, uh, possibly little cuts in, inside, the, uh, inside the vagina. Make sure that you lubricate a lot using a lot of lubrication. And I would even suggest uh, that you start using something like Vagifam or uh, one of the other um, estrogen-based uh, replacements for inside the vagina. They're just inserted into the vagina uh, a few times a week. I'm sorry for those of you who uh, continue to text in and I haven't gotten to your uh, to your questions. I promise you they will be first on the list tomorrow evening. So tune in and I'll get to uh, to more of your questions tomorrow in the first segment of the show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with me. And uh, thank you for all of your questions, your texts, your emails. Thanks to Brian Kalisar, our technical producer. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Batito or through my website, com. Coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. You might be a sweet talker, but you can't swim in my waters. Breathe feel you never felt.